Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It's episode 92 today. I hope you're all doing well. I'm your host, Matthew Key, and I'm delighted to be joined by all three of my lovely co-hosts this week. We've got Dad, we've got Carl, we've got Madeline. How is everyone doing? All good, man. Not bad. Good, just good. just the teeny house, so I'm feeling better, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, it's it is been a been a strange week. Um, normally we'd sit sit well. Certainly, the last couple of seasons we'd sit here after a two-all draw at Anfield, and we'd be feeling very pleased with ourselves and confident that we'd got a really good result. Um, this season, obviously, things are things are a bit different. Uh, Liverpool aren't as good as they've been, albeit very good at home. Still, we've obviously been excellent throughout the season. Um, so it's very tricky to know if it's if a point is a good result or not, um, especially considering the competition that we're up against. And as they showed yesterday, there's very little room for error. So we're going to try and get to the bottom of that, um, although it's probably going to be one that you'll only know based on the end of the season, a bit like with the Europa League exit. Um but Dad, I'm gonna gonna start with you. Um, it was one where we didn't really know what to think, did we? we? weren't sure whether to go with it with confidence, knowing that we're playing well, and them not so much, or one where it was gonna be sort of the same same old story. And as we saw with Man United, Liverpool turning up at home against the big teams. Um. I said to you, Sunday, I'd have taken a point before we started because we've been shocking there, not just in recent years on. Looking at Mr. Lillis, apart from a few odd away days over many, many years, we have not won there many times. They are very good at home. And then at the end of it, you're disappointed because we've drawn two all. And in fairness, in the second half, that's probably the biggest battering we've had all season. So, um, the goalkeeper, he hasn't had his busiest season, but when when he had to um, turn up, he turned up. So, I still think it's probably a good point. Um, everyone seems to think City will win everything this season I'm not sure um, if they could not win the Premier League I'd be extremely happy well if they could not win the Premier League and the Champions League I'd be even happier but there you go okay um, Cole on to you um, I know you're someone that isn't a particular big fan of, of Jürgen and, and his Reds, but as Dad said, uh, they're just a completely different team at home to how they've been playing on the road this season, almost a bit like shades of what we were like a few years ago, where we just could not win away at all. Yeah, I, I, you know, at 2-0, you, you hope we take the game away from them. Um, Perhaps we should have, you know, you can cite a number of reasons why we didn't, but we should, we, we we perhaps should have. But that second half, I mean, and, and to be fair to us, for 30 minutes, I don't think they had a shot on target in the second half, even though they had all the control, they didn't have a shot on target. <laughs> and that last five, God Christ, how we managed to hang on is beyond me. It was, it was... It's a point gained. You, you, you don't go to Liverpool and expect an easy ride. Even at their worst, they still battered most teams at their ground at Anfield, including us. So even at their lowest ebbs over the last 40 years, which there haven't been that many, to be honest, even though they went a long time between leagues, they were still up there and thereabouts. Um... Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. There were some massive pluses out of the game, but 
yeah, it's a good point. They is it the third best record they've got at home this season after us and City? I think it's something like that. It might be the second best. I don't know. Um, tough place to go. We got a point. More than more than City got there. Um, move on. Yeah, that I think that's a really with, Im- a few, with, with a few regrets. With a few regrets, obviously, but move on. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point in terms of the. It's a point more than than City got, um, which at this stage of the season you check can just tend to compare it by who you've played that weekend. Um, so you look at it like City got uh, two more points than we did, but obviously they lost at Liverpool so technically we've gained a point there but it is very difficult to look at it that way at this stage of the season um Madeline I you know that I, I love a bit of a boxing analogy was that a bit like someone's gone into the ring played uh well fought really well for six rounds and then absolutely knackered themselves out and by the end of it they're just hanging on to the ropes for dear life Yeah, um, I think. So the thing is, though, I I wouldn't have even said we were. I wouldn't have called us frantic to start with. Um, not not the way we have been in some games, and not in terms of we looked like we tired ourselves out by the sixtieth minute. I genuinely just think that Liverpool do still have the remains of a really good team in there and every so often it comes out and it came out. Um, They've obviously got some really good individuals. They know how to function as a team. That hasn't disappeared overnight. It's just the consistency at which they're able to do it is the bit that's gone, not their quality as a a side. Um, Obviously, they've maybe got a few individuals who haven't as well, like as well haven't performed at the same level as they have done when when that that team was at their peak um but i i would say that they just started playing the way they realistically should and it's it's that consistency they've lost as i say but yeah i i guess you could say we were we were hanging on for dear life um, we were, you know, probably the our, our um, the the ref was probably ready to. I mean, I don't think Paul Tierney would have needed much excuse to uh, throw the towel in for us and make us lose. Um, but yeah, we we I would say in both halves halves needed the whistle. Um, and probably luckily for us, the full-time whistle came when it did. The half-time whistle we could have done come in with about three minutes earlier than it did. Um, but as Carl says, definitely a lot of positives to t- come out of it. And if you'd have said to any of us at the beginning of the season, you're going to get four points off Liverpool, we probably would have turned around, given you a strange look and said, do you want to think about that one? Um, especially without your first choice centre-back as well. So I think can be looked at as a good point, but I, I think I'm strongly of the opinion that if you switched these the two results against Liverpool round and we got a draw earlier on in the season and three points now, everyone would look and go, as in the home game was the one at the weekend and the away game was the one earlier on in the season, everyone would have turned around and gone, course, I've done really well to get four points off Liverpool. Um, and everyone, the the outlook on it all would be completely different. Um, so I think it, it's difficult in a title race to not look at things in isolation, but things need to be looked at as a whole. And as a whole, it's a very good point. Okay, thank you very much for that, Madeline. And you're right, um, four points from Liverpool and 
to feel disappointed by that as well is really show it does show the the, the progress for for what it is um as you say couldn't have imagined that at the start of the season and to feel absolutely gutted at the end of it as well really does show um Carl you mentioned the the, re- the regrets there um what what's the biggest one for you what's the the one where if you could snap your fingers and go back in time that you'd have you'd have changed <laughs> it's a pass um and it's in the last minute and that is a is one that would have been bigger than Nelson's goal, and it's the pass from Martinelli that he overhits by about two yards with some really good goalkeeping as well. To, to be fair, he's come off his line really quickly, but if that pass is hit a yard shorter or two yards shorter, Saka's on to that, and, uh, and that's like against the run of play at that point, stealing a three-two away would have been amazing. But the regrets are really that we, we at two 0 we should have probably gone on and won it. You don't really want to look and think we should take throw away a two 0 lead. I know they put us under a lot of pressure and everything, but really we should have we should have been we should have been out of sight in that first forty minutes. We should have been out of sight. So that's the only regret. I, 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 perhaps it's a harsh word because they came back so well at us. And I know, as I said, they didn't didn't have a shot in um, on, on against us for a long time or on target for a long time, but um, yeah, that's the only regret really. But and then you look at them saves by Ramsdale at the end with the, that that telescopic arm he's got. He must. It's like it goes out of joint because he suddenly gets another couple of inches to make the save. It's really sur- surreal the way he's done it. It's quite remarkable. Um, so yeah, so there's there's I might have a couple of regrets, but I also look at the other side, and that's why I can only see a positive result at the end of this. This is the positive result. It's Liverpool away, you know. It's a positive result. Got to be happy with it. Got to be happy with it. Some of the things we've done in it, yeah, regrets, but overall, still got to be happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. And Dad, I know what we we've said loads of times this season about the character that this this Arsenal team shows very different to what we've seen from previous Arsenal teams over the years but to be two up and eventually come away with nothing and Liverpool score score in the last minute that really would have would have taken a lot out of the the boys if if that had happened I think you're on mute, Kev. Sorry, as I was saying, Carl, Carl right, there's there's negatives and positives in in it. If if we'd have lost three two, that would not have been good. Two all and I get what Carl says, they didn't really have a shot on target for thirty minutes, but they had control of the game. Um they did get what I will describe as a soft penalty. That it's it's soft, it's clumsy. The bloke was looking to go over, but that's football. In fairness, you know, and they missed it. So if that had have gone in at the time, I've I've no idea what what would have happened. Um, what you do notice is there. I'd be disappointed if we hadn't got that penalty. Yeah. I'd be disappointed if we didn't get that penalty, Kev, to be fair. I mean, I, it was soft, but yeah. I would still be disappointed if he didn't give that yeah. to us. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't a penalty goal. I'm saying it's, it's softer. I had the distinct feeling Mr. Tierney couldn't blow his whistle quick enough. So... That's just an opinion. Um, it's it's hard to say. I, th- I think to all, we, we absolutely battered them for 40 minutes. They could not get near us. Um, let them score just before half-time. Not good. But 
the end of it, it's... I can't say we deserve to win. And, and, and I was said, even if, we, if we'd have lost, that would have been hard on us because we were that good in the first half. I bet it's a long time since someone's given Liverpool a run round like that for 40-odd minutes at, at Anfield. Even, even if they haven't had their best season, as they haven't, what you do notice is that the forward options they've got off the bench, absolutely amazing. They got a bloke they bought for 70-odd million on the bench. They got um, Thiago, who, who has been injured, coming off a bench. I mean, what a player. And, uh, you know, he might not be the greatest defender in the world, but Trent Arnold can ping a ball like, Probably no English player I've ever seen. So, they're a good side. You know they'll do something in the summer. They'll be back next year. Good news is they won't they won't be finishing above us this season. So, I'll take the positive in that. And, by the way, the 73 points was my magic. 73 points target before the season started. So, we're there. Yeah, um, Liverpool, after that result, another team that, that can't finish above us, which I can't exactly remember where that where that puts us now. Um, but as we said a few for a few weeks now, the, the main goal, I mean, we could probably not play to the end of the season and still be in a good chance of making the Champions League. And where we plan, that's not going to happen. So not quite there yet, but almost, almost goal one achieved um madeline i i'd say we weren't sure what what to expect from from the game for that those first 30 minutes i mean it's getting it's sort of horrible to look back on now but we we're in absolute dreamland weren't we the way we we're passing the ball around the, the confidence that we're playing and the fact that we didn't let liverpool really have anything for the first half an hour it was just despite how good we've been all season it was just I couldn't quite believe what I was seeing yeah um, I have to say when Jesus nodded that in I thought this is it I was getting Chelsea at home a few years ago I want to say 15-16 they were the vibes I was getting um I couldn't quite believe what I was seeing. Because when we went 1-0 up, I thought, oh, that's nice. That's our annual goal at Anfield to lure us into a full sense of security that we're going to get something out of this game. Um, And then when the second one went in, I really sort of felt comfortable. And Sky put up that graphic about us being 2-0 up. Um, and I looked at what Martinelli was doing to Trent and I thought, if we just keep giving him the ball, we'll be fine. Um, but for that opening half an hour, we were very, very good. We, I would say, controlled the game. We were probably clinical to be fair we didn't we had probably about two chances and we scored them both um i can't think of a big save allison made um and for that i've not seen any team other than maybe city do that to liverpool or anfield dominate them like that in the opening well at any point during the game but Okay, maybe Real Madrid in the Champions League when they went 2-0 down and then decided to bother playing football. Um, But, yeah, it was... I I couldn't quite believe what I was seeing. And although I'd come to expect it, there's something about Anfield that I don't think anyone went in confident that we were going to win just because it's Anfield 
Um, so, yeah, that, that opening half an hour was probably as good as I've seen us without necessarily, you know, we've, we've had opening 10 minutes where we've been 2-0 up inside 10 minutes or whatever this season, but it was, maybe because it was away at Anfield, it it felt more significant. Um, and I, I think if we'd have got to half-time at 2-0, we win that game 2-0. Um, I don't even think they score one. Um, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's a good point because obviously we saw a similar at, at White Hart Lane when we 2-0 up there cruising and then just before half-time there was an incident where Hoiberg sort of had a shot and went down in the, the same movement. No one quite knew what was going on and for a minute thought had given, given a penalty and that goes in second half 2-1 it becomes a, a completely different game and Carl, that felt like the the exact same moment um, about five minutes before half-time and a minute before Liverpool scored. What do you mean, the little scuffle? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, that was... I, <coughs> I didn't really get... Okay, yeah, you know, the referee's useless. We know that. They know that, and and that's both sets of players because they can't stand him either. For they've got a history with him as well. He's he's he's, he's a, just a bad referee who seems to get Arsenal matches these days. Um, they can't stand him though. So let's just put that to bed. He's he's not given a blatant free kick on Xhaka by the the, the fellow. Kula Barley. Can't remember his name. Xhaka's got the um, and he's. Yeah, he's decided he's going to... Koulibaly plays for Chelsea. Canate. What's his name? Canate. Sorry, yeah. Canate. Right, OK. Yeah. Well, he's decided uh, he's going to take retribution on whoever's got the ball. And he's seen Trent's got the ball and he's decided to bash him. Which was a, a bit... Quite frankly, it was a bit childish. You know, I felt... I, you know, the, the guy's having a, having a complete mate. He doesn't need to be, like... Or, or, or to try and bully him because all of a sudden he's up for it at that point um, I think the crowd the crowd go to bed anyway they, 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 they woke up they would have stayed dead but they scored yeah and that, that gave them the lift they wanted so I, I, you can't connect you can't connect the two because they're not connected it just happened in that order I think, um, but it still was a stupid thing to do. Why do you, you know? We don't need our central midfielder on the yellow car for the rest of the game. It's the main reason I don't want him doing it. And you and he knows Tierney is limited. He's such a poor referee. What's the point? What's the point of of, our, of doing that? You know he's not going to give you a free kick. You're the away team. He's either not going to give you a free kick, book you for diving, which he's booked Zaka for diving before, even though it wasn't a dive. Um, just get on with it and get just deal play play the ref in that circumstance as Liverpool were trying to do with the officials although ended up with an elbow but they were trying to play the referee put in you know put a bit of pressure on them play the referee don't don't when you get go against you don't don't pick on another player there's no point it just was a bit stupid um but I totally forgive him. Don't give him monkeys. He's been unbelievable for us all season and probably for a few years before, before everyone actually got on his side totally. Um, so it's it's one of them things. Hopefully he does learn from it. Um, he probably won't. He'll probably do something similar again because he does. But, you know, it doesn't excuse him, but I ain't going to sort of get on my high horse about it. Yep. Um, so you say, Madeline, that the the little incident with Jacker, as Carl mentioned, 
blatant foul not given Jack a re- reacts a bit. Don't have a problem with it. That simmered simmered it slightly. Um, then Salah scoring made it start to bubble. Horrendous goal, by the way. Um, Henderson's quite obviously shooting. Goes straight to Salah. Gabriel manages to tackle him. Hits Salah, goes in. Anyway, and then so that point is starting to bubble. And then it completely started to boil over something completely out of our control when for whatever reason the linesman's decided to elbow Andy Robertson which I mean talking about things out completely out of your control and that just really put it over the edge yeah well I couldn't really work out what Liverpool were annoyed at in the first place I cannot for the life of me work it out um and I can't, again, quite work out why the linesman's done that. I, I obviously, it didn't get shown to start with. So I'm looking, I'm thinking, what are they fuming over? Like, he's not stopped the game at a bad time. Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, as you say, things out of your control. I, I think that Liverpool team, when they're angry, they play a lot better. I don't really know why. I don't know if it's because they get away with every foul in existence so they can afford to be angry um, or whether... I, I honestly don't know, but they seem to play better when they're angry. Obviously, someone highlighted the the last year when Arteta and Klopp had a scrap and that got the crowd going and we'd actually kept the crowd quiet. Um yeah, I think they were always going to have a point where they put pressure on and the pressure built and it built and it built and they were always going to have a 15-20 minutes where that happened. The question was probably when that was going to come and as I say, I think if they don't score before half-time, that 15-20 minutes of pressure, we survive. Um, but, but yeah as you say things things out of your control the linesman elbowing Andy Robertson for literally no reason whatsoever um, I mean I mean, what can you do at that point what can you do follow up with a um, left hook elbow bang take him out yeah so yeah But, yeah, it was a less than ideal situation. Um, And I would probably say, I'm I'm a bit like Carl, I I don't think the goal's on Xhaka at all. I I think the reason why maybe people have pinpointed that is that's because that was the first real shift in momentum. Um, And I I don't think the shift in momentum comes from that. They'd had they they'd had attacks before then, they'd, as you say, Henderson has, a quite frankly, appalling shot and some goals I feel should be disallowed on. He's had a shot there and it's so bad it's fallen into the path of his teammate stood wide of the goal, um, when no one's bothered to mark him because, he's had a shot, um, so. Yeah, and to be honest, that was the only way they were ever going to score in the first half. Um, and they did. So, yeah, and then and then as you say, the, the, the Linos give Andy Robertson a taste of Sadio Mane's medicine at Anfield and giving him a sharp elbow in the head. So, um, yeah, not much you can do, really. Yeah, and... Yeah, as I said, it just bubbled over massively, and I think the the goal obviously helped, but that really was the sort of big momentum. It re- reminded the crowd, and I think the Liverpool players that they were they want they did want to fight for something, and they can't go around attacking the refs and the lines. So they're gonna gonna attack us in, instead in terms of a 
footballing point of view, not a literal attacking. Although that Canati tackle that went unpunished was borderline, but there you go. Um, so, Dad, you got the. We talked about about, about the penalty, whether it, it was or not. Um, again, Salah missing that on a different day. Again, if you say that, that that's at two 0 that probably again kills off the game. But as it was, they're always in with a with a shout. That was a bit of a lucky escape from us. And it was sort of a do you do you stick or twist? Because um, we still did look a threat when we got forward, but I don't think really to any fault of our own, we could barely manage it in the in the second half. Such was the, the pressure that Liverpool had managed to put us under. Yeah, okay. there were there were two or three occasions we we broke quite well, and I the one at Carl mentioned this right at the end. I mean, a yard closer to Saka than the goalkeeper, and he he's in. Whether he'd have scored, who who knows? You assume he would, but but that wasn't the only time we we had a break like that. So. Yeah, we had opportunities. They they were clearly pushing. Um, in fairness, it was 30 minutes, they didn't really look like scoring. They had a lot of the ball. They had a lot of shots, but not really... not really testing the goalkeeper, who, who was booked for time-wasting very quickly. Quite interesting. Um, yeah, this the the momentum was was building, and as I say, they're at home. They they've got the crowd behind them. They they are very strong at home. I don't actually think they're a particularly vintage Liverpool side either. They are very good with with the two or three up top. As I say, any team that brings a bloke who cost them 70-odd million off a bench, and it wasn't because he's been injured, and he's a good player, he's quick. Funny enough, I thought they would start with him because against us at home, he was the one causing us the biggest problem. Breaking out what? On On the... with a bit of width on the pitch and the ball through to him, he was quite causing us a few problems. Um, obviously, Jürgen thought differently, so good. Um, Salah's a really good player. I know he missed a penalty. He's very fortunate with the way the ball came to him for his goal. But when he starts running at players, he's a slippery customer. Um, as I say, you get Trent Arnold who can ping a ball like I don't know what. He's, his delivery is unbelievable. And then, of course, really to hack my day off, they bring Firmino off the bench and I won't be sorry to see him leave English football because he's got such a good record against us. It's unbelievable. I think, did we not even see him score at the Emirates a long time ago, Matthew, for Brazil? Against Chile and probably against Uruguay. I think I've seen him twice for Brazil and he's scored both times. So, yeah, he's quite... He, he likes playing at Arsenal or against Arsenal. So, and fairness to him, good header and a cracking cross. So, probably the only way they were going to score because at that point, Ramsey was like um, about eight goalkeepers, but... He was. It was. It was a good header. How many goals has he scored oh. against us? Eleven. How many has Kane scored against us, excluding about three? If you take all the penalties out, it's thirteen. <laughs> it is thirteen. I don't know the non-penalty amount. To be fair. Oh, it's thirteen in total. So he scored yeah. less than he scored more than yeah. Harry Kane has from over Oh yeah. Play. Wow. That's 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 amazing. 
That is amazing. Jesus, yeah. Can he can he quickly go? There's yep. a thing about going and going a bit further, but I won't repeat that one. For for a bloke that he's often got criticised because he didn't score enough goals. So what if he'd have played us every week, he'd have been their record goal scorer. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say one other thing about the match? Yeah, go for it. Just slightly left left of centre. It's about about respect and 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 the club with the respect to Hillsborough I thought was impeccable laying the reefs at the uh at the before before I think the day before it might have been or in the morning of um the silence the little uh, token badges the fans I mean Henry Winter commented on it um were were as good as the Liverpool fans basically there was a pure silence a bit like Spurs to be fair Spurs were at the Rowcastle game straight after Rowcastle passed on they were impeccable as well so I, I kind of compare it to that and I'm so pleased because when they always say it'll be a period of silence you know they want to have a minute silence but they don't know if the fans are going to allow it and the fans were good and it was a minute silence and I thought it was fantastic and um, we've got a, we've with the, there's been a lot I know it's Twitter, and Twitter is a cesspit sometimes, but there's been a lot on Twitter about it, a lot of applause for our fans from Liverpool supporters and Liverpool, um, yeah, from Liverpool supporters and from the journalists in general. And I think that's just quite a nice little touch that we've come away with a little bit of kudos. So, nice, nice touch. Worth mentioning, I think. Yeah, a- excellent point to to bring up. Not only it's what I, what I was saying to Dad is obviously you don't want to do it just out of the the respect. It's another thing that if you they ask for a minute silence and you interruption there and what what have you what have you that that gives them all the the motivation they need for the first five minutes as well. Get really get gets the crowd up because quite rightly they're going to be. They're gonna wanna want their revenge after something like that. So, yeah, good on on it from a obviously an ethical point of view, but from a game point of view as well, it's important to to recognise what can happen if it if it isn't respected, which is something that I think other clubs have failed to do in in the past as well. Yeah, I, I know City have had some some issues with it in the past, which I think is a reason why it's sort of become a bit bit of a bit of a rivalry, I suppose. Not just because they've both been exceptional on the pitch, but because at times both sets of fans haven't been off it. So yeah, it'd be nice for us to, as well as enjoy being good enjoy being respectful and going about our our way the the right way uh, again there was there's some problems in, in the Tottenham game but unfortunately you're always going to get some idiots but if you can keep it down to as lower as possible then you, you're doing pretty well So yeah, thanks for thanks for bringing that up, Cole. Um, Madeline, I uh, mentioned about the the sticking, twisting point of it, and sort of as it got closer towards the end, you become more tempted to to stick with what you've got. Was that reflected in in the subs that Arteta made? And I know a lot has been made of, made of about in it, and I don't think again divided isn't the right word for it but a lot it's been really split on whether it was it was right or not and it's easy in hindsight to say it wasn't obviously but what did you think at the time what do you think now um at the time as i watched that number eight come up on the fourth officials board i said why the hell is he taking odegaard off we haven't got much control of the game, and if he takes Odegaard off, we'll have even less of it. And whilst he might not have been having his best day creatively, 
as I sort of said at the television, I wasn't best pleased with Mr Arteta's substitution there. I would never take Odegaard off, ever. Uh, I don't care. Even if we were 4-0 up, I don't think I'd take him off, unless it meant Emile Smith-Rowe finally got some minutes. Um, I, I don't think they needed much of an invitation to pile any more pressure on us. And in my opinion, that was an invitation to pile more pressure on us. I'm not sure Anfield is a place where I'd bring on a very young, not played many times, don't think he's played in the Premier League, defender, young centre-back. And were we to have William Saliba on the pitch, I probably wouldn't have had a problem of bringing Rob Holding on. And I think at the time I said, it's a real shame, not only that Saliba's not playing, but that means we can't even bring on Rob Holding. Um, I there was one sub I would have made and it would have probably been to take Saka off he was the only one I think I would have taken off because Martinelli had Trent on toast Jesus had both centre-backs occupied Saka was probably the least effective of the of the of the front three. I think I would have been alright with not making a single sub. Uh, no, I take that back. Um Tierney for Zinchenko was the only one I would have made. And that would have been made at the same time the other two subs got made. Because that was the only defensive stability I felt we could have added that was necessary I thought he would have I I just hate I I didn't like the acceptance of we're going to try and hold on to a 2-1 come at us we'll, we'll give you our best shot I really didn't like it maybe it's different if you've got your first choice back four but it wasn't for me. And that's not to say Kivior had a bad game. That's just he so happened to be the centre-back that got ball on and invited pressure onto ourselves. And, yeah, so I personally didn't like Mikel's substitutions. Um, but... He's got his coaching badges, not me. I'm sure there was a thought process behind it. He's got pretty much everything right this season. Um, I think maybe that United game was in the back of his mind, where we'd probably all sat here and said, oh, he was a bit naive. Um, so maybe he was a little too cautious. Um but yeah, I didn't like the subs. But maybe also that's a reflection of they scored about three minutes after we made those subs. And after they scored, you sort of thought, oh, it would be really good if we had a really creative number 10 we could play. Um, but yeah, so for me, not a fan. Tierney for Zinchenko is the only sub I was making. It is what it is. Right, I know what um, Dad thinks of it because we we obviously spoke at the time. Cole, for you, what what, what did you you make of it? And particularly that last one that Madeline mentioned, Tierney for Zinchenko. It's just so frustrating because we all knew it was coming, but unfortunately the ball didn't quite go out quick enough for it for it to happen, and maybe we look at a different game then. Yeah, it was probably the time for Tierney was a little bit earlier. Um, he, he, the way the, bat, the, the battle, it become a battle to hold on. He's probably, a, he's better suited to that role than, than Zinchenko. He could even have, have bought him on, uh, you know, if he was taking Odegaard off and, and played him inside Zinchenko. 
potentially. He has played there before for us in a sort of a back three model type thing. So that was a possibility as well. However, Arteta, as, as, as Matthew says, has got his coaching badges. We trusted him a lot. He has got this in case of emergency break glass and it's Rob Holden he pulls out for these sort of moments. And that was that was a Rob Holding moment. And it would have been perfect if Rob Holding was there. Or Tommy Asu, in fact, was there as well. Because Tommy Asu can also um, be a lad can, 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 can drop in. But um, we brought on the young lad. And it's... I don't want to say I'm slacking him off because I'm, I'm not. It's a bit much to expect of him. The first thing he done, he totaled, I think it was Nunes. But someone ran through and almost scored. And it was a good save by Ramsdale. Um... With hindsight, well, what would I have done? I, 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 I definitely, I would have taken off Jesus. I would have replaced him with Trossard. I would have probably have gone for Odegaard to come off. I probably would have said I'll have a double midfield defensive pivot with Jorginho. But you know, uh, it's it's kind of a hindsight thing. At that moment in time, I had no idea what I thought. Because I was so tense, so nervous, and that guy is unemotional. He's got to be keep. He's got to keep his emotions out of it and make the decisions, rightly or wrongly. And ninety nine percent of the time, he's got nailed this year. Absolutely nailed. Uh, I think Reese Nelson <laughs> and things like that. Um, he, he's nailed his subs. If he didn't on this one, if we think he didn't, well, he's he's got enough in the bank to to carry forward, and um, and but I would be reticent to use the the young lad again. It's great experience being on the bench, but he needs a pre-season with us. It's a lot to expect to throw him into a pit like Anfield. Uh, or St James's Park, or whatever they call the main road now. Um, it's just tough for him. If we're three nil up, chuck him on. Yeah, give him some experience. Take Rob off. Give give Rob or Gabriel a ten minute break. But um, I'm not saying we're going to be three nil up either or any other ground that come for that matter. But uh, yeah, that's 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 when you use him. We've got some experienced players there, and that was experienced head time. Tierney was an experienced, an experienced head. Trossard was an experienced head. Jorginho was an experienced head. They were the three to use. In my humble opinion, with hindsight, looking back, that's me. Yeah, it just shows that even in looking back on it, we're not still not quite sure what the right thing would have done. It shows how difficult it is. Um, but yeah, Dan, in, in the end, um, although Firmino say, did pop up with his guaranteed goal against us, uh, the only good news was that we'd managed to stop Jota scoring against us for once. Um, our, our goalkeeper at the end uh, was was facing a barrage and passed every every test he could somehow. Yep. Yeah, he did. He um, he pulled off a couple of absolute blunders. That I can't, was it Salah's shot that got deflected off someone, and the telescopic arm came out. Was it Salah's shot? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean that's hell of a, a save. It. It's interesting because of what we've just talking about I think probably if Tommy Asso had been fit he would have been on the pitch with 15 minutes to go because that might Salah likes that cutting inside and if you remember early on in the season Tommy Asso walked off the pitch with Salah in his pocket because he just stopped him cutting inside um, easy easy to saying though unfortunately what one game's cost us two players which i think in that game would have made a difference 
um, or certainly would have given Arteta better options. But yeah, the goalkeeper, as I say, he's he's come up trumps a few times this season. He hasn't had to work as hard as he did last season. Good. He's he's when he's been called on, he's generally pretty good. He's those the one save absolutely unbelievable. Um, was it better than the Leicester? Was it Madison's free kick last season? I can't remember if it was Madison. Um, but it was Madison, and I'd say it probably is. I think it probably is. You, I think you've I, got I to put know. it there for the importance of it. You got, you can't. Yeah. That's such a crucial part of it. I, I don't know how he gets to it. The deflection, because his his arms going up for the the save, and somehow he gets that yep. extra hands distance to to get the fingertips to it. I don't know how you do that without dislocating your shoulder. Um, it was just incredible save. Yeah, but so was the Madison one. So, <laughs> but different. Times. Yeah, and and I'm I'm yeah I'll, I'll take all of that into context, and it, and you look at the. The save that particular save Sunday. That's that's up there with as good as saves I've seen this season from from any goalkeeper. Um, so you know, you might say that's what he's paid for and that's what he's there to do, but it's still. You know, I look at I look at Matthew and Madeline and all those years they had of Almunia and. Whoever else we had in goal for a few years. Yeah. So. Go on, Madeline. I don't know if anyone else saw the last starting 11 to play, to win at Anfield for Arsenal. Has anyone else seen it? No. Was it a speeder in goal? Well, Matthew... No, worse. Manoni. Vito Manoni was our goalkeeper. That 11 is one that I read it out to someone and they could genuinely only recognise about three names. They were a Liverpool fan and they knew about three names on the team sheet. Um, so... Have you got it? Have you got it? Yeah. Any chance, that team? Yeah, I can find I'd, it. I'd love, I'd love yeah, to it's it here. Let me. I'm guessing Gibbs. It was. <laughs> it gets worse every Jenkinson. time I see it. Manoni, Jenkinson, Murtasaka, Vermalen, Gibbs, Diaby, Arteta, Chamberlain, Kazola, Podolski, Giroud. That was a Diaby masterclass as well. He won man of the match that day. Yeah. He was absolute quality. Shame. Anyway, yeah. There's some good players in that lot you just mentioned, but there's some bad ones as well. Getting our team. <laughs> I'm getting our squad. I think. Um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, well, Diaby at his finest would, but he, 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 you wouldn't have him in the squad, would you? Because he's always injured. But Gazzola would be in there, I think. Um, Murtasaka might have been bought on for that last 15 yeah, yeah, minutes. Yeah. We could still do that, actually. Maybe we need to. Yeah. Mm. If we get a couple more injuries at centre half, we won't have much choice. <laughs> Start limbering up now, yeah. just in case. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I, I have to admit that the last save, when it the the Canate one, I thought whoever headed it on in the first place was offside, so I I wasn't too worried about it because I thought I'm sure it's offside. Then obviously we went up the other end, almost scored, and eventually when they showed you the replay, you realised he wasn't offside. I was thinking, God, thank God, I wasn't a bit more worried about that. But I suppose it took away from how much I appreciated the save first time but my word I 
no idea how he got there. And then, what was it? Yeah. Salah got pulled over. I thought, oh, God, he's going to give another penalty away here. You're thinking, as Martinelli ran free, you think we're going to score it. Paul's going to run over to the monitor, disallow it, and then give a penalty to them. But yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it, it was absolutely, my mind. it was absolute chaos. I'm sure, I'm sure if you were in neutral, you would have been an absolutely brilliant game to watch. Um, so yeah, and we've, we've obviously been involved in a few this year, so if nothing else, for everyone else, we're, we're definitely ent- entertaining to watch. And yeah. thankfully, most of the time, for, for us, it's been entertaining to watch, just... God, I would not like to live though, relive those five minutes again. God, couldn't do it. Um, oh, I couldn't live the ninety minutes. I couldn't live the ninety <laughs> minutes. I was on. I was on a night. I just was so stressed out. Even at two nil, you just thought, well, you know, it ain't gonna go. Things can turn around, and it did as it turned around. So stressed out, and I'm only. I've got how many games left? Whatever games Eight. there are left, that's times ninety minutes. <laughs> Come to my funeral. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know if I can last that eight games. Yeah, seven hundred and twenty more minutes of it, Carl. So there you go. Um, and the first ninety of those will take place on Sunday against uh, West Ham. Now, um, we talked about Leeds a couple of weeks ago, and you know, never quite sure what what to expect uh from them west ham are exactly the same you'd say um i'm not sure if it was a good win for them on saturday but it was an important win for them against fulham away um and that was after a huge loss to newcastle where they completely imploded but before that they managed to beat southampton i think it was so Two big wins for them, sandwiched in between a awful one. So, Dad, it's that you're just not quite sure what what you're gonna get from them. No, I mean in your perfect world, they they wouldn't be kicking off at five o'clock in Ghent tomorrow. They'd be kicking off later, um, so they'll get back tomorrow night. Hopefully, they'll have a hard game. Um, you know Antonio will run forever. He always bullies our centre-halves. Um, and although he's done all right, Rob Rob does give you the slight palpitations with someone running at him like Antonio. So, yeah, it'll be, it will be a hard game. Just comes down to you've got to get three points. And Declan signed up for 50 million, so that'd be fine. Come and join us. Yeah, definitely. Um, Carl, uh, Dad mentioned about about Rob there. Well, it was in it was the first game back that we that we played them for the first time after the World Cup, and despite absolutely dominating them, we went ahead by conceding a penalty. I've, was it Antonio that that won the penalty as well? I can't, I can't remember. But yeah, as as Dad said, he always always gives us a, a tough game, and they they've got some talented players there. Carl, you're the second one that's fallen on the the mute button. Sorry, that's me. Sorry. Yeah. I think got some excellent players. Sorry, mate. Excellent players all around the pitch. Uh, better than the league position suggests. Um, you'd think Antonio... I, 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 the other striker's injured at the moment, isn't he? So they're, they're reliant on Antonio at the moment. The Italian lad, I've forgotten his name, but uh, he's... Um, He's, he, he was injured so that, that probably does us a favour if uh, Antonio's got to play two in three days he's, he's uh, no spring chicken but he's hard he's hard player to play against um, he'll, he normally tries to pick it up um, a little bit deeper so we'll just have to watch out and, 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 and be be good 
Uh, Rob, Rob, Rob's got um, an extra inch on him, obviously, with his hair now, which is always rather nice. I like his hair. I, every time I look at it, I admire him and I, I feel jealous. I'm very envious of it. Um, hopefully, he'll have a good game. I love Rob. Everyone loves Rob. I just want him to have a good game every game and uh, and not give away a penalty and, <laughs> and um, be dangerous up the other end of free kicks and corners and stuff. Um, yeah, but it'll be a tough game, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, an, it's an interesting point, actually, because I don't know if you remember, but last year we won 2-1 at the London Stadium thanks to the goals from Gabriel and Holden, both from corners. Um, but for us, Madeline, it's... it's there's no other way of saying it. It's going to be a hard game. It's a must-win game. Yeah, they're on a pretty good run, I seem to think. Um, as Carl says, they're better than their league position suggests. Um I... I there was a point this season where I looked forward to each game and now I sort of look forward to every game with a sense of dread that everyone always points to the Bournemouth game where it was so much fun because we were so good and it wasn't stressful and we were still thinking, oh, yeah, we look good for a top four place. This is horrendous and I hate it. Um... Yeah, it's, ironically, touch wood, a ground we've had quite a good record at, um, I think. Um, it always takes me back to an Alexis Sanchez hat-trick that was an Alexis Sanchez masterclass, to be fair. And Bukayo Saka has done an interview today, so everyone knows that's three goal and assist contributions from Bukayo um, yeah no it's get the job done even though you say dad it's a shame they're not playing at 8 they're playing um, their defence is what I would call erratic some days they have good days and some days such as who was it against? They stunk the place out against New was it Newcastle. Leeds? Oh no, Newcastle, Newcastle, where they successfully managed to make about four defensive errors, all leading to goals, which was I impressive. I think when it was five. Um, they were they were all. Was it five? Jockeys. Sorry, sorry. Um, they were horrendous. Um, and we all know it doesn't take much for that West Ham crowd to turn. So they'll probably be singing. If you go 1-0 up, I give it two minutes before they start singing about how much they want David Moyes to get the sack. Um, yeah. The, if, if I compare it to last season, this is a far easier game than it seemed last season. But realistically, they've basically got exactly the same squad. Um, just for some reason, I don't. Suchek's not played as well this year by any stretch. Um, Declan Rice seems to sort of try and carry the rest of his midfield uh, through a game. Um, but yeah, if Lucas Fabianski could be you know, favourable to his former club, that would also be useful. Um, and if he could be more useful than Theo Walcott said he was going to be, that would be ideal. Um, but, yeah, so we shall see. But three points, three points. A Rob Holding header again would be lovely, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, um, it's, it's another weekend of hoping... Not Arsenal get get the job done. This week we're on relying on Dean Smith to to help us out. I'm not holding my breath. And I, 
just before we we wrap up i've got to point out that it's my birthday on sunday and my our record on my birthday is is absolutely horrendous so it's not it's not a good omen um it was southampton away last year um oh god can't previously lost to wigan on my birthday john nil nil with sunderland so it doesn't normally go well so we'll, we'll have to hope that, that this year's this year's slightly different but let's say madeline another another week of hell 720 more minutes eight more games to go and and we will see um I, I see everyone is just so stressed looking about it. I, I've got... Go on, Madeline. Did anyone notice how slowly the next, probably, the first 40 minutes of that second half went? Time crawled by. They scored. I looked at the clock full time. Where did the time go? I kept looking at the time while we were 2 1 up and thinking, sure, ages has passed. And about two minutes had passed. The, I've had enough. The second half did feel ridiculously long. I can't wait till our first half against Southampton <laughs> next Friday last five minutes. And I've just got myself comfortable oh, and they're going off for half time. Yeah, it's, it's horrible, but what can you do? Pressure. The fans are feeling the pressure. We are, we are. But we'll have to see, um, and I think that's maybe why play, playing away from home has has genuinely helped us. So he's he's hoping it does again. But um, thank you all very much for joining me. Uh, say I'm still not sure whether it's a good point or two dropped. We'll have to see at the end of the season. But yeah, we'll take take the positives out of it and go move forward with with those right now. Um, and yeah, we'll move forward to to West Ham. Hopefully we can get three points there and we then move on to Southampton and see how that goes. But thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back to dissect that West Ham game next week. Till then, goodbye.